But it was not the end. I felt life in me again. I've been sent back until my task is done. Gather. Yes. That was what they used to call me. Gather. Gray. That was my name. I am Gather. White. And I come back to you now. At the turn of the tide. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. This will be the preview pod for the round six action in the NRL and the other top grades. And we'll also uh, put in a preview of the Harold Mats in the juniors now that SG Ball and Tasha Gales are out. So starting us all off with, like always, um, we have Birdie. Hey, how's it going? 40. Hey, boys. Ham. Yep. And PM. Hi, guys. So, to start us out this uh, week in the Rugby League, uh, sees the first finals match played between Eels and Manly in the Harold Matthews, which is Eels in second place, Manly in third on points differential, which will take place at Lotto Land on Sunday, 15th of April at 11.30am. As mentioned last podcast, I'm going to check with the club to find out what's the go with playing at Lotto Land, Um, but... uh, Harold Matthews boys, after spanking the second-place Knights last week, uh, fingers crossed they can um, continue that form into this weekend. Yeah, um, usually with because of the shortened season only being nine rounds, um, you don't get to see the opposition before you play them in the finals, but luckily we have played Manly this year, so uh, we know sort of where um, their points of... Sh- their strengths are. Um, we have to shut down their 5-8 KO weeks. Uh, he's very... Fantastic half, uh, runs the ball, passes the ball well, kicks it. I think he's their main playmaker. So uh, if we shut him down, um, we should go a long way into uh, beating Manly. We, but for the most part, in, in these junior games and for pretty much every game, um, you've got to focus on your own um, style. Make sure that you're, you're doing the things you do well, well, um, and try and limit the... Um, opposition from playing to your weaknesses so um, yeah it would be an int- interesting game second versus third um, especially with how um, we beat Manly early, earlier on in the season and 40 did you have anything to add? it's going to be the the Manly Parramatta games are always torrid in the juniors there's plenty of verbal plenty of pushing it gets real fiery uh, so they they knocked us out in the qualifying final of the Harold Matthews last year so there's plenty to play for in that regard um, it's obviously not sudden death because they're top four teams so they'll get a second bite of a cherry if they do lose but the week off and you know a sort of walking shot at the grand final is always preferred in that regard um, they they've got a big forward pack uh, that's that's probably half the reason they've been so successful this year obviously they've got a really talented half um, in in weeks weeks uh, weeks that um will be the guy you got to put the the, you know, the big target mark on and say shutting down but um, they've got a couple of big bookends that really lay a platform for them um, with, with these games it's a little bit like the dogs too the boys need to not get sucked up into sucked into the nickel 
Um, don't get caught in manly you know, tempo. They want to get you rattled. They want to put you on the back foot and get inside your, your head. Um, play play the footy that they've been playing, which is, you know, being so successful because they have a great platform through the middle. They distribute the ball to both edges. Um, Jake can play both sides, which is a huge asset for the team. Um, so he, he'll work on um, both sides and can get the ball out wide to either of his weapons on the edges. And you're going to give yourself a real chance. And hopefully the game's not a Brookvale, which um, we'll, get, we'll get clarity on at some point this week, I imagine. All right, now... Uh, as noted on the last pod, SG Ball ran ninth, so they missed out on finals this year. A bit disappointing. Tasha Gales also running ninth, miss out on finals. Which brings us to the next match, which will be the Sydney Shield, um, which will see Cabramatta in second place taking on Wentworthville in first place on Saturday, the 14th of April, 1.30 at New Era Stadium. Um, we didn't get to see them last week. Hammond 40, are you able to get down there considering we've got a Raiders game? Is anybody going down to Canberra? No, Rugby it's or? going to be at Hickey's Park Rugby League Complex. No, that's uh, Guildford. Oh, wait, Guildford, yeah, sorry. What am I going to say? Yeah, uh, um, there's, the there's, 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 there's three Magpies teams, yeah. so I, I can no, understand the confusion. Gil- <laughs> in, in Sydney Shield, Guildford's probably the more important club for Parramatta because it actually hosts the um, surplus flag talent, but we haven't got a team list. So I can't really comment on that. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think I'll be down at New Era for this game. I'm probably going to have to work. No, I'll be down. Um, I'll be driving down to Canberra at 1.30 on Saturday. So no, I won't be there. Yeah, unfortunately, I've got family down in Canberra, but they'll be up at Newcastle because it's my cousin's 21st. So I usually do the Canberra trek down um, and stop with them and then go to the, the game with my cousin. But... Uh, this year it's not to be, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, um, back on to the previews, which is Ron Massey Cup, which sees the Eels in 8th place after a first start loss up against Cabramatta, who are in 1st place. This is 3 o'clock after the Sydney Shield, also at New Era Stadium on the Saturday. Um, now, Cabramatta ran out 58 to nil winners over the Penrith Brothers in Round 1, um, so we'll certainly see where we are, um, or whether Penrith Brothers are, are, are god-awful and Cabra just... Uh, ran right over them or whether it's all going to be a bit more even yeah this this like you said this will be a real sort of feeling round and you know getting to know where the team really is at and what the complexion of the competition is um you, you often see some pretty lopsided scores in in rmc purely because of um how strong some teams have consistently been uh and wenty you know have a good team on paper so we'll find out exactly how good they are at the end of round two and on to the New South Wales uh, Women's Premiership, which sees the Bears in 6th place taking on Wenty in ninth place at 3 o'clock at uh, a return to North Sydney Oval on the Saturday. Um, uh, as touched on last uh, pod, uh, Wenty's uh, women's team seems to be... It's their first year in this, this competition, and they're certainly well behind the pace, but as we touched on before, building week on week... Um, to hopefully, you know, get those skills to make them competitive at least against the the bottom end of the t- uh, the um, competition. Yep, exactly, mate. Well, that was all pretty quick. Um, on to the flag, which sees uh, Mounties in third place taking on the Eels in fifth place, three o'clock at Saturday at Albury Keach Reserve, um, which will be a Mounties home game. Um, Mounties being the feeder club for the Raiders in the top flight. Um, so, uh, another clash with some games on at Saturday. We've got three on at the same time in the Ron Massey New South Wales Women's Premiership and the Flag. 
Uh, does that grind your gears, Ham? Um, yeah, I was hoping that the 20s would be uh, down at uh, Canberra this week. Sometimes they do play them down there. And a lot of these players um, do actually come from Canberra, so they'll actually have to make the trip up. It's actually it's closer to Parramatta where they'll be playing, so a um, bit of a weird one there. And we should expect that the, the flag with uh, 40s man, Reed Marnie, uh, lining up. Hopefully they can get another uh, win on the table and it'll certainly be a test between third and fifth place um, to see ha- how well the the flag are coming along. Um, the Mounties usually have some really good outside backs um, from history. Yeah, they've got, they've got uh, one really good one in Sebastian Chris. Um, I remember, oh, I think it was last year, um, he tore us up in the SG ball Scored a couple of tries, so he's definitely one to to watch out for there. Hold up, hold up. Needs to be an investigation, boys. I see Matthew oh. Matthew Scott lining up at prop for Mounties. Oh. <laughs> I did see that too. <laughs> uh, um, so he can't uh, cut it after his uh, ACL injury, so he's coming back to play in the uh, uh, under-20s. He's, um, he's um, hit up the... Yeah, I don't even know the... Stem cells, there you go. He's gone stem cells to go back in age and get to the um, under-20s. Uh, this so South down Park, we Christopher Reeve style. Yeah, Christopher Reeve style from South Park, yep. Um, we had a good hit out against Mounties in the preseason, which doesn't mean much, but I think we accounted for him by a few tries in the end. Um, obviously, you can't read anything in the preseason form, but this will be... Uh, I mean, what, sorry, what's... Well, let me look at the ladder quickly. Uh, no, you want to do that? Mounties um, in third, Eels in fifth, so Mounties yeah, with the next so, win. Uh, we've um we've played a few after this week. We've played a few, you know um, a few of the the top teams in competition. Um, we obviously played Penrith in round one and had a narrow loss there when we played a little bit out of sorts. Um, and then after playing Mounties this week, we have a chance to be in the top four. So we'll, we'll know how this team sort of has positioned itself against the the heavier weight opposition at the end of um Saturday. But I think they'll quit themselves pretty well. Uh, it's unfortunate that it clashes. It does clash, doesn't it? With um, first grade. I know you guys just mentioned it. I drifted out. Uh, uh, it doesn't in that well, it's at three it o'clock. So but I'm, we I can't get out to it. I might, I might be able to jump out to that then. Um, Aubrey Keats Reserve isn't the greatest place to watch football, but but um, I might be. Yeah, it's got a two-star review on Google. Just um, just so you guys know. <laughs> um, it's uh yeah I'll, I'll try and get out there hopefully but it would be nice to see the boys in action and especially to see Jamin Salmon uh, doing his thing on the left edge for the Eels. Right, dumb question. Um, given the under twenties was usually televised uh, re- previously on Fox, is there any um, TV uh, rights at all with the flag or don't think so? I, I think it's whoever um, runs the NRL game owns the um, TV and streaming rights for that. Um, 20s game sort of thing so this one would be um, owned by Fox but I know that um, legally there has to be a, at least one uh, camera out there recording the match so that's where we get the highlights footage from I, I was I heard rumblings about the Rabbitohs looking to live stream all their flag games this year but as far as I can see nothing's come of it so the the, 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 the digital rights of the game is a really complex issue um, it hasn't been uh, consolidated the way I would have liked. You look at some of our um, international uh, siblings, 
um, and how extensive their digital rights and coverage are. You know, more so for the top product than you know the the juniors or comparative grades for that sort of thing. And well, we, you can we, you can watch on um, ESPN like under 12s baseball in the states. Uh, I don't understand how you can't get your I mean, ducks in order. I, I've, I, this is you know coming from someone that's been banging their head against the brick wall for a few years now. Um, you know, going right back to when I did the old bootleg streams in the preseason. Um, you know, which landed me in a little bit of hot water at one point. It, it's so frustrating that we don't have. A good digital product um, there's no excuse for the top flight grade in the NRL to um, I don't know if you guys saw the um, breakdown of what they did to the NRL live app but they, they dialed it back they made it worse um, you can no longer stream on desktops uh, you got a 480p cap on your resolution that's like 2006 like 480p is what you know game consoles were doing back then and it's you know the standard of TV uh, going back over a decade you know, we're not just full HD anymore, we're quad HD. And I'm not asking for a 4K stream, but I want a 720p stream at the very least, and I want to be able to watch it on my um, my laptop and my desktop. And, you know, this is even before we get into the 20s and, and whatnot. There's, just, there's no reason. I, yes, there's a cost in infrastructure and, and, and upkeep with data streaming and whatnot, but Telstra is your bloody, like, your digital partner. The biggest telco in the country is your digital rights partner and you're telling me you can't broker a deal that lets you live stream these games on a weekly basis at a, and, a and having quality. said that uh channel nine now uh provide a service to watch it on their channel nine um app or on their their nine live or whatever it is they've got and they're broadcasting in 1080p and then you've also got and i've switched to to fox now this this year because um you know, simply the app isn't good enough, and uh, the the uh, less that legal streams have sort of dried up um, with having international rights now, and you've got to pay even if you're internationally located. So um, I've switched to Foxtel now, and you can just stream. You know, you can cast it straight to your TV, and it's that easy. Um, if you've got that ability to stream it in 1080p from Fox and from Channel Nine, which is where the NRL Live app is getting their feeds from. Um, I don't understand why they've got to downgrade that stream, um, and as you said, not even getting into uh, broadcasting all the um, reserve grade action and the uh, under twenties action. And yeah, and that, that's the thing is once again coming from someone that's done this, um, and obviously my production values were not fantastic because it was a one man operation on a you know shoestring budget. But going back three three years was it now, Ham, when I did the initial Penrith trial, or four years maybe three years? It was the the year before Kieran Thorne, 2015. Um, you know, the technology back then was, you know, capable of doing a, a, a reasonable one, you know, one camera hard location stream. Uh, if the NRL, with its, you know, billion dollar TV rights deal, can't organise, uh, you know, a functional jersey flag stream on a weekly basis with the technology that's now available, which is, you know, ridiculously easy. There's cameras with built-in overlays for scores and clocks and whatnot. Um, there, there's so much stuff out there that you could get a good baseline product done and people don't need you know fancy graphics and uh, instant um, playback sort of stuff when you're watching the flag or ISP they just need a fixed hard point camera that's following the football around and that'd be awesome yeah I remember when you were doing that stream and then the next year you tried to do it again when Kieran Foran turned up and that's when Penrith had a problem because Fox uh, bought the game yeah the big so the big boys owned the rights to the 20s and ISP so you couldn't 
uh, stream it. So that's when they had the problem, not the year before. Yeah. When and, no one gave a shit about the and game. And so, you know, and, and in my defense, I said, well, I don't plan on streaming the main game because I realize Fox are here. Is it okay if I, you know, just do the low grades? And nope, Fox owned all rights, but weren't going to do anything with them. And unfortunately, that's that's where we're at, is that the the conglomeration of rights are under you know, various umbrellas. I'm not sure, because they don't really publicize it. I'm not sure where everything stands with new competitions, but no one's doing anything about it, and it's really frustrating. Yeah, it's so... Fr- and I know American sports are light years ahead of us, but it's so frustrating. And when I was talking about baseball just before, that's like um, girls' baseball for under-12s and whatever else. They highlight it. And, you know, we can't even get... And I'm not trying to put down women's sport, but... Um, Historically, the men's sport's been sort of at the forefront, and you can't even get a stream on men's sport. What? What? How are you going to get stream women's sport as well? How are you even going to, you know, get into that space? And the biggest shame for me is that uh, Toyota Cup and Holden Cup, as it was back in the day when it was a truly national competition, and now in its um, rebirth as the Jersey flag, it was a truly, you know, sort of standalone, differentiating product from other coats. You look at soccer or football, if you want to call it, you know, by its traditional name. You look at rugby union, you look at AFL. They've got nothing, comparatively um, speaking, in that sort of um, product. And it was a great sell for, you know, young talent, and it was a great sell for families. So, I don't know. Like, the, the I know it was a pre-season trial, but the numbers I got for a no-announcement, you know, bootleg Penrith-Trum uh, trial stream were pretty solid. So, imagine if it actually had some push behind it. And you know, and you you sort of catered to the the tribalistic nature of the fans. You know, get to know your kids, your kids, your young talent that's coming through. You know, get to see them play because you know most people don't get to see them play, and it's one of the biggest issues um, when it comes to identifying talent for the casual fan. See, that's why I don't understand, right? Like you got NRL. That look, the the way I think they look at it is they only want to be active during the NRL season, like. Why wouldn't they try and promote this? Like even the like the trials, you know, like try and get NRL, like nonstop talking about twelve months a year, you know, because because come after grand final time, it's cricket season. Everyone's talking about cricket, you know. So why not like make it like talk like even look at like the NFL, they have the short season, like sixteen weeks or whatever, like twenty weeks, whatever. But yet the rest of the thirty-two weeks, we're talking about it. Yeah, they they they've, they've like, done you know? a fantastic job of building their off season with milestone moments whether it's the free agency frenzy or the draft or the combine to, to keep themselves in the in the news. That, so that that idea has merit. You could talk about a summer league or a summer development league, which would be pretty cool to watch, whether you play um, nines or, or some other modified format of the game. But you have to do it in such a way that you're not putting a strain on the guys that have already played, cause, already played a huge season because don't forget the NRL season is disproportionately long compared to a lot of the other um, major codes across the world. But yeah, I, I do like the idea of a summer league where it's a development or or lower grade sort of system because it keeps um, NRL firmly in the picture. And um, we've seen the success of you know the Auckland Nines initially, and then to look at a different code, 2020, you know, a, an abbreviated format in the summer, which captures the attention of a, a pretty large audience um, across Australia and even internationally. So if you can sort of um. You know, get a. I don't know if you want to bring in ESL stars or whatnot, and um, start fostering ties between um, England and Australia once more, and um, also promote clubs pushing some of their younger talent in those um, competitions. But that's that's an idea with some merit, I think. But just just back on Fleg and Toyota Cup, uh, the one 
great thing that went wrong was the appointment of Shane Richardson, who um, mm. thankfully is yeah, out of the game now. Diamond um, League plan or whatever it was back then, that was... I, I actually cringed physically when I had read that because that was meant to be the big thing that was going to save um, junior and um, and reserve grade sort of football, and it made no sense. Yeah, it was uh, millions of dollars spent on somebody that was only in it for themselves. Um, that's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it. If you want to come after <laughs> me, Richardson. Uh, freedom of speech so. and freedom of consequences. Uh, yeah, you're allowed to have your opinion, um, but you know we wasted so much money, and I think we've seen in the recent uh, comings out, whether it's leaked or, or whatever you want to have it, um, how much he uh, took out of the game as opposed to giving anything back to it. Let's, um, so let's put know. it this way, Hamish, on the um, the freedom of speech scale of one to Izzy Falau, that's a tepid two. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, um, now. Uh, after our rant about all of uh, that, let's get on to the first grade preview, which will see the Eels taking on the Raiders at GIO Stadium at 7.35pm on Saturday evening, which will be broadcast on Foxtel and also on the League Live app. But, you know, we've already told you our reservations about that. Um, and also check your local listings for the radio broadcast. Usually they'll have it up on ABC Grandstand and the local Triple uh, M affiliate um, but I'm just going to go historically. Uh, since Raiders' inception, the Eels have played the Raiders 55 times, 29 wins for the Eels, Raiders 26 wins. Of the matches played at this venue overall, um, historically, um, so that's including uh, the New South Wales Rugby League before the NRL plus the ARL as well, um, which sees the Raiders with 16 wins, the Eels 4 uh, 2017 results. Unfortunately, the Raiders had two wins over us, a scrappy affair at ANZ, plus that uh, match at GIO Stadium uh, where we looked to mount a comeback but just weren't good enough and Kotrich carved us up in the middle. Um, but they were both in round 5 and round 11 last season. Now, getting on to the NRL sphere, um, since the NRL inception, 18 uh, wins to the Raiders to 12 to the Eels, so they've had the wood over us. Um, at GIO, we've had... Um, uh, sorry, I'm just getting to that. Uh, four games there of which we've not won one in the NRL era. So we're going to have to turn some history if we're going to get the win over on the weekend. Um, and coming into the season, the Raiders got their first up win against the Bulldogs last week um, in a spirited affair where they ended up with uh, one man on the bench with a couple of HIAs, um, a couple of injuries. Um, and of course, our last start was a loss to the Panthers. Um, so if you want to give us some initial thoughts and then after we get go into that, I'll come back to the team lists. Nick Kotrick might be my favourite non-eel in the NRL. He is such a good young talent. That uh, try he ended up creating from his own end goals was just fantastic. Great vision, great balls. You know, to to take on the um, the dogs like he did from that position. Um, he is physically outstanding, and he's going to have a huge future for Canberra, even with Ricky Stewart there. That's how good he is. All right. Well, I might just jump into the team list quickly, um, which sees. Uh, in the Raiders' colours, Jack Whiten, even um, after being charged. Now, remember, he's charged, he's not found guilty, so he's entitled to play. Yeah. As, as um, para fans, we should be respecting that more than anyone else after what Sammy went through, even though there is probably more damning evidence that's come out as far as... Um, uh, yeah, I've heard a, a pretty good story about the opposite of that, and one of the um, the charging parties is also an off-duty cop, so that's a bit of... Um, <laughs> oh, there we go. That's a little bit different. <laughs> A bit of everything to the um, the involvement, but we'll just have to wait to see how that plays out. Um, 
But anyway, Jack Whiten at fullback um, on the wings, Jordan Rapana and Nick Kotrick in the centres, Jared Croker and BJ Lailua. Um, so Kotrick, uh, Croker going back to the centre after his uh, whirlwind performance at wing um, when he had to shift out there on the weekend. Um, anyway, in the the halves sees the return of Blake Austin and Aidan Caesar with uh, Sam Williams out with that injury that he incurred in the forward pack uh, sees Soliola and Junior Paulo with Havili uh, playing at number nine then in the second row Tarpany and Whitehead with Luke Bateman uh, locking it out and on the interchange bench Hingano Shannon Boyd Josh Papali uh, returns after being exiled last week and Dean and Louis also in number 17. Um, on the extended bench, Liam Knight. Uh, was he the one that sprayed more teams? He's the one that did now? like 100, 120Ks in a school zone drunk late at night. And then he yeah, sprayed Eregard in his mouth, didn't he? Manly, Manly <laughs> Jr. that went to the Roosters that then went to Canberra. He's a, yeah. Well, few, well he tried to beat the breath test with, yeah, I remember he, he sprayed Eregard in his mouth to try to beat the breath test. So he's not an intelligent human being. Well, um, no one ever said, field. there's no IQ test to play rugby league. He said he's got to have the skills, all right? <laughs> um, now, on the extended bench, so Liam... Um, Eregard Knight, uh, Michael Oldfield, Brad Abbey, and Jack Murchie. I can't see any of those coming into the top grade squad. I'm I'm um, actually shocked that Ada Hingano passed the concussion protocol. He yes, he did get knocked out, out cold. Fierce. That was really bad. He got he hip checked himself like really badly. So it sort of highlights the inconsistency surrounding that you know controversial part of the game, whether the NRL appoints independent doctors and assessors. You talk about cheating the um, HIA test and then the concussion protocol after the game. But yeah, that, that team looks pretty set, doesn't it? Assuming that Hingano is good to play. Well, that could be a positive considering um, prior to last weekend when injury forced his hand, Ricky had been playing Havili for like 20, 25 minutes and then going to um, Aiden Caesar at hooker. Um, so perhaps this, this week um, we say that same again um, and Hingano comes in the halves, but because um, he's more of a seven as opposed to a hooker, um, even though Caesar's more of a half than a hooker in himself. But we'll just have to see how that plays out in the match. Um, but my sneaky suspicion is that Hingano comes into the halves, Havili back to the bench for, what, 60 minutes, and then Caesar's a play in that hooking role. So what we should be doing is attacking the ruck, because in those first four matches, we saw that Caesar is not a number nine. He can't defend for 60 minutes in the hooker position. Um, and in a lot of those games, with 10 minutes to go, he was looking to the bench to try and get off. Um, but anyway, on to the Eels team, which sees the return of the King, Clint G- Gutherson, in number one. He's back. Uh, George Jennings has uh, retained a spot and kicking out Hoffman, um, and Bevan French comes back to that left wing spot. Michael Jennings and Kirasami Other are in the centres. Uh, in the halves, Norman and Moses in the starting prop rotations. He's Terrapo and Manor, um, which looks like Alvaro gets shifted back to the bench. Um, with Kayser Pritchard uh, remaining at hooker, I did like to I did like um, a couple of his dummy half darts last week um, after. Um, the game against the Tigers where, you know, he only had that one run. Um, it was good to see him, and he, he split up the middle a couple of times. Um, so fingers crossed Casey can do that again, but maybe uh, hit and stick a bit more as opposed to that hit that he had against um, Viliami Kikau where he went flying. 
Um, second row, Manu Mau, Tony Williams gets a start again, um, with Tepe Moroa playing in 13 with uh, our man and leader of the pack, Nathan Brown, uh, out with a high ankle sprain slash syndesmosis injury, which will see him out for one to two weeks. Uh, on the bench, Bo Scott, Kenny Edwards, uh, Dan Alvaro and Kane Evans makes a return to the uh, the squad. And in the reserves, sees Will Smith, David Gower, Sue Matangi and Josh Hoffman. All right, let's dive a bit deeper. Um, Birdie. Yeah, no, once again, I, I, I reckon um, Murata's gone. There's no way in the world, <laughs> you know, um, you know, so Brown's out. So who do they bring in? Matangi, for God's sake, you know, like, I'm sure Murata's much bigger than Matangi. And, you know, like, I just don't know what this guy's, I reckon he's done something. He might have threw a ball at Brad after someone made him cry. Something, so I don't know what he has to do to get a shot, you know. Like last year, we could say, you know, salary cap, or the year before that, whatever, like salary cap constraints, whatever. But why, I don't understand why bring him from the Warriors and have him in your system, you know. Why still give him a you know, contract and not even look at giving him a game, you know. He's going to be playing no game this week, so we could have just at least put him well, on. As, as one of his staunchest supporters alongside yourself, Bertie, I will just put a caveat there in that having with no one having seen the Wenty game on the weekend, I'm not sure on his status health-wise. He, he might have picked up an injury that could put him out this week. That, that's all I can you know sort of clarify that as to why he might not be in the 20, the 21 because I'm really disappointed if he is healthy and he's not he's not right there giving a shot because, yeah. Yeah, um, not even in the 21. It's disappointing because um, you know we, we know what we're going to get from a tonguey and it's not good in my opinion. Um, I, I, and for me, I'm not sure Bo Scott, if he's still, if yeah, just I've said it before, but um, I think we can go with a bigger body there. And f- oddly enough, Murata Niakore is a bigger body and he works hard, uh, can both, can play on the edge, can play in the middle. Um, it is it is disappointing that he's, he isn't even in the 21 this week when... Um, it would have been it would have been very easy to put him in over uh, Matangi. Perhaps he's carrying a niggle, um, because ISP have got the bye this week, so maybe he's got a niggle just to get right or something. That is yeah. very possible. He, he didn't he pop- turn out to be a bust. Like he can play first grade and be one of the worst players ever, but we're never going to know until he starts giving these players a shot, you know. And I'd rather him be a bust at our club than be a superstar at another club that gave him the chance, you know. Because like, it's just frustrating, you know. Like. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. he didn't you... turn up on the injury report this week, which which you know could mean anything. But a lot of it, uh, the the injury report has been pretty inconsistent for Parramatta in the past, so it's hard to tell. It is disappointing that he's not there. Um, but I do, do you... feel like he's got something to bring to the team. Uh, but do you want to bring him into a team that's struggle that's losing? I know we're not we're not we didn't struggle last week, but we still lost. Do you want to bring a young guy in and? When you're on a five-game losing streak, yeah, to try but, and get out of that. Do you want to? Do you really but, want to do that? Look, look, look at where Wenty are at. Is that any better for him to develop where they are? You know, I know they won on the weekend, but they were looking pretty dire prior to that. So. And what if we're winning games? What you want to change a winning side? Like you know, then, if, then you, you get well, to catch twenty-two. That's right. When you get so, it, so like I don't understand what more we have to be. Like does you know does who has to be injured for him to get a shot at a game? Because that's the only way he's going to get a game, either injuries or suspension. And you'd think. With Brown out, this at least make the twenty-one squad. But we've got Hoffman as twenty-one. Like, 
Yeah, like we know he's not going to play Hoffman. Look, what's Hoffman going to do? Like, is he going to be on the bench? No. So he's either starting or, like, and we know come whatever. What well, having said that, Hoffman on the interchange bench in case, uh, let's say, uh, French goes down in the warm up or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you, I guess that's you, why you do need to have an outside him. back there, but I suppose you could argue Will Smith sort of fills that niche as well, even though he's not a, a pure winger or centre. Um, as for the team itself, it looks like Brad's still trying to find the right balance of his prop rotation. Uh, Penny Trepo name to start sort of gives you a, a better balance between a worker and impact with himself and Manor. But we've seen a lot of game day reshuffles with Alvaro often coming back off the bench to the starting team. Um, I don't like Tony Williams starting. Uh, it's not it's not awful if you're going to use him properly, I suppose. But at the moment, I mean, once again, Kenny Edwards is better from the bench than he is a starter. Um, and you're sort of, I suppose that that is the case for Murata, isn't it? Is that you you put him either on the bench and then um and reshuffle from there, or you start him on an edge and then you can flex T-Rex in as needed on um, later in the game. Call, call, call me crazy, all right, but I'd rather have Scott start than him on the bench because he's not going to do nothing off the bench. At least have him start and he can defend. Well, you know, take, you know. of that name team, the player I'm most interested in how they perform is Tepai with that starting that starting lock roll. Um, we saw Daniel Alvaro make a, a pretty good fist of the starting lock roll last year when he got an opportunity. So if Tep can put up some good numbers here, it'll give us an, a good sort of problem to have when Brownie's fit as to whether you, you sort of look to put one of them into the starting prop rotation and go from there or um, figure out something else. Well, that, that worries me, though. Tepoi, again, he's going to be back in the middle. He had two head knocks last week. So, so is he One named... was from a leading elbow that wasn't picked up, I have to yeah, say. Yeah, true, true, yes. Tep's te- te- the case of he's been very unlucky with head knocks rather than having bad technique, as opposed to someone like Kayser, who's a maniac, <laughs> who you know just throws himself into the tackle. But it is concerning. Um, we do know that head knocks have a cumulative effect. If you look at the NFL and research into uh, chronic traumatic encephalophagus or encephalitis or whatever it's called, CTE, um, and you look at someone like Sione Metautia, who's had you know a number of really serious concussions in, in a two-year period, and you've got to think that these guys need to be very careful. Um, so. And just on that, the studies are that if you do have a head knock, um, and do get a concussion, you're more likely to have more than one. Um, so that's just the background on that. And sorry, PM, do you want to keep going? You, you were going to say something else? No, I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it was more about Tepoi in the middle again. But there's probably a fair chance that he may not even play. They'll probably have to do a head assessment during the week. And if he doesn't, do we have Kenny Edwards starting again at lock? Or Dave, Dave Gower would be... Good to start, I think, because if you have Kenny Dave, starting, David, Dave isn't gonna is gonna blow the game open for you, but he's gonna be a, a solid contributor. So yeah, I'm not, if if that's where we're at with Tep fouling, hypothetically the the concussion protocol, I wouldn't be opposed to that. No. Well, if Hingano is gonna pass the concussion protocol, you'd have to think Tep. And I know you, you can't say the, that one looked worse I'll, than the other. So you you say that, but Parramatta has been one of the more diligent when it comes to failing players when needed for concussion protocol. We, um, yeah, we failed. ever since Pete's. Yeah, exactly. We failed um, Tepai last year in the first week final against Melbourne when he was the best player on the park, and he didn't play the next week against North Queensland. So, you know, that's as high stakes as you get for Parramatta given where we've been in the last decade of football. 
and we you know we didn't cheat the test so you know it's it's kudos to the club in that regard because as much as you want your best players on the field their long-term health is the um, priority and having seen what's happened in the NFL you know following actual protocol properly is very important yeah it's paramount to do that absolutely what what's the latest on um, Barbe like you know you think coming against Canberra we need uh, some bigger forwards like so is he like I think fitness is an issue Fitness still, oh my god! Is he ever Honestly, you, you see him with a Wenny jersey on, and you know, me wearing a white shirt isn't very flattering. But he's <laughs> a professional footballer; he shouldn't be. He honestly, it, it looks awful. It looks absolutely looks shocking, to say the least. And to to have that from a professional footballer in a team where guys are losing weight or maintaining a weight um, to get into the team, and he's just out there looking like. You know, I'm, you know, sorry for my language here, a fat piece of shit, and it's 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 not a good look. And yeah, I'm yeah. If he, if he wants another, if he wants another contract, he needs to lose the weight. He needs to show that he wants to be in a first grade team. And he's from. I'm not sure what they tell him behind the scenes, but I couldn't imagine Vave's um, figure is what BA would be looking for in first grade at the moment. All right, on to the game. Uh, less than personnel, I just want to touch on um, some things that um, the club should be looking at. Um, obviously, Kotrick and Rapana are pretty good under the high ball. Uh, Jack Whiten, uh, he's prone to have a couple of errors at fullback, so maybe a bit of targeting of him. Um, it seemed last week that those grubbers, when we did put them in, they gave uh, a lot of issue to um, Dylan Edwards, uh, the 40-20 by uh, Norman, and then, of course, the grubber, which resulted in a try to uh, George Jennings. Um, so perhaps looking at that short-kicking uh game on the ground. Um, also, long kicks to space. Norman, his kicking game, whilst not perfect, he was finding the grass a lot more often than not um, last Sunday, uh, which was a welcome change, and especially given some of these uh, big boys for the Raiders, who at times in the first couple of weeks sort of ran out of gas in the last 10-15 minutes, um, employing that sort of kicking tactic to space. Um, but also trying to limit, of course, the, the carries back from both Kotrick and Rapana. Yeah, I think our kicking game will be big in this one because you've got to find that balance between, uh, you know, when do you kick early and when do you hold it for the full set because we want to turn their big guys around. We want them using as many changes early as possible um, and a way to do that is to get them turning around. But then, as you said, the kick returns of uh, Rapana or um, Kotrick um, they're big boys and they return the ball really, really well. Um, so you've got to find that balance of um, kicking right. Do, you, do we kick out this this um, set for a scrum to get them working us a uh, proper defensive line? But yeah, our kick and our um, kick chase this week will be absolutely massive in um, uh, limiting their go forward. And we touched on it in the preview pod, but the return of Clint Gutherson and his work off the ball, on the ball, uh, supporting the play, uh, especially his work defensively at fullback, his positioning, um, and plus his enthusiasm uh, is going to be huge. Um, now, we, we should note that he's coming off the back of an ACL injury. Uh, he's playing in the most aerobically uh, intense position in the game, um, but... Uh, a lot will be made of his performance on the weekend, and I think we will be relying on him to have... Uh, it doesn't have to be a breakout game, but, you know, uh, at 90% of his best will might might be enough for us to get over the line this week. Do you have anything else to chime in with, or...? 
I mean, it, it's no matter how you know you, you spin it, it's going to be a tough game to get a win in. Canberra, obviously, one of the other most out of form teams in the competition. But you look at this year, and you know where where are the easy games? Obviously, anyone playing Parramatta, ha ha. But um, you know, you just, you just need the ball to bounce your way. You need to have a little bit of luck from the referees. And you're going to have to dig deep. You get that first win and, you know, one becomes two and two can become three. I said it before, but last year when we won, we didn't win in isolation ever. We won in twos and threes and fives and sixes. So we went, you know, big winning streaks. So um, just, get just that on first. So you go, Hampshire. So I was just going to say, just on some stats, the only other team in the NRL era to come back from an 0-5 start was the Broncos in 1999 to make the finals. Well, they were sorry cap cheats too, so that works out pretty well. <laughs> um, but in other sports, um, if I, I, I know uh, a lot of people don't like AFL, but I, I also follow that code as well. Uh, Sydney Swans, if you remember, in 2016, um, started the season 0-6 and, and went on to win every game but two against Hawthorne, which they lost both those games by six. So it's certainly not unprecedented uh, territory, um, but they've they've dug themselves a hole. Um, the only way that they can get we out of forget, it. We're just going to have to win like 10 plus in a row and that's just going to take... You've got a yeah. six or seven game buffer is how you got to look at it from here. Your margin of error is six um, or maybe seven depending on like how results go for and against and whatnot later in the um, the season uh, buffer to, to lose games. So if you can start getting a few games in a row then drop your next game and then get a couple more games in a row all of a sudden the equation becomes quite manageable. Um, but that that's only to get like you know the bottom part of the eight. Um, top four is obviously a pretty long dream at this point in time with that you know zero and five ledger book at the moment. Um, but I do have to say this season it's a generational change um, so far in the first five rounds. It's going to be remain to be seen if that's going to stay the case uh, with Dragons missing out on the eight last season. Uh, Penrith finishing in six, Warriors missing out, and Tigers missing out, all making up the top four, whilst uh, teams like the Broncos, the um, Storm, and of course the Cowboys are all struggling early season. Um, usually those things even out. You don't have, um, usually one one team from the top four misses out on the um, top four in the next season. Um, and one or two teams shift out of the eight. So it'll be interesting to see if we are going through a generational change with the crackdown on the interpretation in the ruck or if things uh, after this initial crackdown um, will return to much of the same. It, it certainly would have been interesting if Parramatta hadn't had such an awful start to the season. There's a couple of really big storylines, isn't there? The Cowboys are one and four, Broncos are two and three, and you know could easily be one and four or even less on five of Parramatta. And obviously the storm, two and three, and you know the Brody Croft struggling massively trying to fill the boots of Cooper Cronk. So there's there's a huge upheaval in the NRL right now, and it's one of those things that might come back into our favour, in that some of the teams that have you know robbed wins early on by playing good gritty football might fall back to the pack a little bit later in the season as the rest of the competition, you know, sort of gets into its gear, and um starts you know getting into form and. Sh- and just on that, speaking about a team that's quite in form at the moment, um, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, um, but in two weeks we'll be playing the Tigers again. 
um, and they're going to be missing Russell Packer for the next six weeks, who has been certainly their leader, um, and also playing Manly Seagulls next weekend, and they've got a host of injuries um, to their top-grade squad and, of course, went down to the Titans last week. So um, if we can get a win against the Raiders this week, and, you know, it's still on the back of five losses, it's a big if, um, there's certainly um, the potential to string a couple of wins together um, if that's the case, and I know it sounds pretty stupid when we're 0-5, um, but these things change. Teams go through patches of bad form. Um, if we hadn't have had what happened in the first four weeks uh, before last week's loss, I think um, you know we would have been satisfied with that great kick-out um, against the Panthers, them, um, again, only coming out victors off the back of a couple of penalties, like the same against um, Panthers in the first round and the same against the Sharks in that we've scored the same amount of tries but we've just leaked penalties close to our line. Um, obviously last week we were better in our discipline but our hands failed us. <laughs> so hopefully this week um, the thing to, to, to work on is a bit of super glue on the hands. Yeah, just a m- bit more go for. I think we've just got to go f- go forward instead of too much sideways when we get in our opponent's 20. I think we've got to run some, run some angles, you know, and... As we touched on before, having Gutherson there, he'll he'll certainly straighten up that attack with the the fullback um, position there, which probably um, wasn't Will Smith's strong point. Um, all right, well, I think, we... clear, I think it's clear to say now that Smith is either, is a five eight or a half. He's not a fullback. Yeah. So when people say, um, you know, he's in the squad, he can play a fullback. He can't. So yeah, I think it's clear. Like you know, that he's been um yeah. Well, he's a fourth-string fullback, so, you know, I don't think there's too many other fourth-stringers that come in. Um, and I think last week it, it certainly highlighted our injuries, whereas the first four weeks we didn't give ourselves a chance. Last week it seemed to mind that we really gave ourselves a shot, but those backline injuries certainly came back to haunt us. Um, again, not an excuse, but but one of the reasons whilst why lacking in confidence and missing a couple of your star players in French, Gutherson and Hayne um, certainly had an impact. Um, all right, well, let's get on to some predictions, Birdie. Oh, I don't want to predict, man. I just, I just want to win. You know, I don't care if we win 1-0. I can, you know, 101 to 99. doesn't give a shit. Like, I just want to win the game. And I want to fucking talk shit on Twitter and say we won a game finally. You know, I'm sick of all these comebacks, you know. Talk to us when we win the game. So there we go. I've yeah, got to post it. I've a lot of them, so I'm going to be a lot of tweets sent out when we win a game finally. I've got to post the late language warning again this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. 40. I forget we record this sometimes. 40. At 40. <laughs> I heard you this time. Yeah, I got the cue. Um, oh, dear. Um, we got to win. We're going to win. Uh, the reincarnation ceremony for Quentin Gufferson. He'll score a try. Um, not the first try, but he'll score a try. First try is, mm, 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 mm. let's go, uh, I don't know. Um, I've got my heat map up and it appears the right goalpost is where the majority of tries have been scored against Raiders. So if you want to take that in consideration. Right goalpost? Nah. Nah, we'll go, we'll go of the crusher in the left corner. Um, <laughs> Para wins, um, uh, I don't know, let's go 18 points to 14. Um, on to him, if he can control the giggles. <laughs> contain, contain yourself. 
That was too good. Birdie, I love you. Um, <laughs> uh, we will go... Uh, Tepo Moroa first try. And the final score... The final score will be... Parramatta 16. That's... What? That's two tries and two penalty goals. Yes, we'll penalty goals. Take, them for one. Um, take the two. Take the take, two. Take the two. Take the two. Um, Hashtag that baby. And yes. <laughs> the Raiders will score. <laughs> the Raiders will score eight points. Two tries, no conversions. And PM. sorry, Josh. Yeah. Well, first, I don't care what the. I'll tell you, I don't care the first try score as long as somebody scores. I think the first scoring player will be a penalty goal. I think we'll actually get a penalty early in this game and we'll kick a penalty goal and lead 2-0. Um, if we play like we did against the Panthers, if we defend like that, we'll keep the Raiders to probably no more than two tries at the most. They are pretty good attacking side. It all depends on how our attack is. If our attack improves on last week and, we, and Guffo gets in there and gets people running a bit straighter, then we can win the game. It's going to be close if we do win. Maybe maybe 14-12 to us. Two tries each and a penalty goal seals it for us. And we'll finally get on the board. Fingers crossed. All right, and for mine, Tim made Tim a crash ball right on that right goal post um, for the first try. Oh, so that's where uh, you're tying up with that hot, that hot spot. Oh, well, we yeah, yeah, that was just having a look at it. And and just looking at, looking at the hot spot, um, tries conceded. We're terrible on our left wing. I mean, is that um, any surprise? But Somi hasn't been exactly the most laterally agile winger or centre. But um, the funny thing is, know, in attack, our right wing has been our most prolific scoring side. So we're not, we're not doing Moses any help with the goal kicking. I'll tell you. That. No, not at all. Um, so yes, uh, on to final score. I think it's going to be um, one of those frustrating affairs where it's going to be very level peggings. Um, but the Eels to race away with it in the last ten to fifteen minutes, and Raiders, uh, poor old Raiders, to have a repeat of their first couple of games where they um, they just run out of gas in the last uh, ten fifteen minutes. Um, don't talk, don't sh- talk shit about our opponents. How are we going? I hate, I hate you so. No, no, I'm not talking shit about them. I'm just saying that you know uh, their fitness certainly lacked at the end of um, some of those matches, and until Ricky Stewart uh, came out and made his public uh, hanging of some players, um, they still, you know, uh, Papali, um, having said that, Papali's just been knocked down a grade, so he's coming back, he's got something to prove, uh, and with all the, the rumours about Whiten, um, you know, uh, it can go Jack one of two Whiten, ways. Am I right? Yeah, Jack, Jack Whiten. Whiten. Uh, yeah, it can go one of two ways. Uh, one, they let it get to them and they don't perform, or two, um, they take the, the us-against-the-world approach and come out firing. Remains to be seen which one will um, occur. Um, but this weekend I'll be at a 21st, um, but I might just have the phone on the side so I can just stream it on there. Um, but best of luck to the boys, and fingers crossed we get a win uh, this weekend to, to kick-start the season. Um, after five long weeks, uh, the return of the King will see the Eels return to the winner's circle. Yeah, um, the boys. Now, on to plugs, Birdie, at... Uh, Bevan Heaven 1. Yeah. Um, as a, once again, I'll be... Twi- oh, not, once again, uh, three weeks this Saturday is the NFL draft, if anyone's interested. So, hopefully... Uh, which you know. which bus are the Cowboys going to draft, Birdie? Which, oh, which bus? <laughs> uh, <laughs> know, Someone, oh, fuck, oh, we need defense, man. That's all we need. But, um, 
Yeah, my brother's you need an offensive line as well. Two. Oh, yeah. My brother's actually happy because the Bills got two first picks, so, yeah, other than that... Um, but they need to trade up and get a QB, so that'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah pretty much. Oh, and also, on a side note, my Spurs... Oh, Jesus, God. I heard something different there! <laughs> my Spurs in the soccer, they're actually doing well, you know, so hopefully they can finish second or third, but... And while we're at it, my Swans won on the weekend. Go go see a Dr. Booty. And then also on top of that, my Waratahs won on the weekend in, in Singapore. Not Singapore. Hong Kong. No, Singapore. Oh whatever that is. Some, some country. So that's the Birdie wrap-up of the sports around the world. And yeah, here we go. And, and having said that, the Swans, Buddy Franklin with two goals of the week in a row. Um, so uh, obviously the white powder's back on the agenda and it's in improving his performance. Um, on to you, 40. Oh, okay. I'm 40. 20. You can catch me and the crew at TCT on Twitter at EelsTCT, or you can catch all our cool content on our website, thecumberlandfro.com. We just put up the Team West blog today. I got into a really weird character and wrote some really random stuff, so go read that if you want. Um, Whiskey Musings was up last week. There's a match review coming from uh, Cole on a statistical front. Um, my global sports stuff uh, for the um, Seahawks, we've got the draft coming up. We've got a first-round pick, which is a, like a rarity for us. We've got a lot of stuff to fix with that. Um, anyone watching basketball, there's lots of Australians doing cool stuff in the NBA. Um, Simmons for the uh, the Philly 76ers is going to win Rookie of the Year. Um, he's like being compared to LeBron James and um, Magic Johnson, so he's pretty cool. And there's Dante Exum over at... Uh, is he... Uh, the Utah, the Jazz. Yeah, the yeah. Jazz. So he's he's coming good on his promise from go the Jazz. years ago. Go the Jazz. Um, and then, and then um, the Jingle, um, old mate. Uh, what, what's his full name? I always get a, I get jingled. Stupid um, Reddit meme. Uh, where is he? Um, but one sec. Where is he gone? God, now I had it just before. He's like this giant white guy. It looks like a math teacher. So. Um, uh, there's Ben Simmons Joe Ingles that's it Jingles so uh, lots of cool like, Aussies are doing really well in the NBA right now so I don't actually follow a team in particular but it's fun watching all the highlights and whatnot. speaking of NBA my uh, NBA team won as well so that's a good win do they have some sort of, of Timberwolves we can't make any mistakes of that like the, the Sperms and Ham uh, yeah on Twitter at at HamSamage22 um, the band this week is a solo artist named Nito, N-E-T-O, um, sort of a folk singer-songwriter sort of thing. He's playing um, at Parramatta Live and Local this weekend, and he, I think he's got a few um, gigs coming up at the Record Crate in Glebe, so yeah, check him out. It's a good one. And PM. Yeah, you can catch me on Twitter, at Parramatta's. And you can also jump on our website, sportfirstnambucca.com.au. You can pick up plenty of NRL gear there at the moment. There's plenty of EOS gear on there. And when you get to the checkout, use the discount code PARAPODCAST and you'll save 10% off your order. Shipping is free for orders over $100. And just on a side note there, guys, think with your big head, not your little head this week. (laughs) Hopefully the big head's saying, take the two and hold the ball. Yes. Please, <laughs> take the if, two. If we, if we win the no game, ball. the big head and the little head can do whatever they want next week. Yeah, after full and time. Lastly, <laughs> and lastly, you can catch us at uh, Parapodcast on Twitter, forward slash Parapodcast on Facebook, 
um, feel free to like, share. Uh, I did get a comment from, oh, God, his name's escaped me, um, but one of the fans on the Facebook page, um, he had a little bit to say on uh, some of the Eels' issues to date, and one of them was that uh, we sort of started to come unraveled after that um, ball from Brownie to Matungi in that first match against Panthers, and he wants to see a bit more um, prop-to-prop passing at the line. Um, so hopefully they've got the super glue on and we can see a bit more of that. Just, um, there just was not a little a, bit more of it on the weekend. Just not um, in our own 20, that's all. Yes, not that's in our right. own 20. Not in our own 20. <laughs> um, and just to touch on international sports, uh, my man from the Green Bay Packers, Trevor Davis, just reminded us all that sometimes uh, there's appropriate places to make jokes and the non-appropriate uh, place to make a joke about a bomb threat is at an airport. <laughs> 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 um, so, um, dick jokes at press conferences yeah that's two thumbs up <laughs> bomb, bomb jokes at airports hell no that's three thumbs down and last of all I just want us all to say a prayer um, which is Hail Gutho our Lord and Saviour in the West blessed are thou among <laughs> footy players and blessed is the fruit of thy labour Eels wins holy Gutho father of footy pray for us poor Eels feds now at the hour of our death, amen. And if we can all say um, a dozen hail guthos before the game, um, I think we're in with a chance. <laughs> get on the guth so, bus. Yes, hashtag give Murado a go. I thought we were going after all, all the, the Lord of the Ring references for guth, but we're going for the full That'll bomb. be at the beginning, the beginning of the pod. Okay. Birdie, Birdie, Lord, my ring return the, the guth bus has pulled in and Miranda hasn't got a ticket, so he's missed out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, Enjoy your rugby you league this Murata weekend. Or Miranda? <laughs> Miranda. I don't know. Listen to it. Listen to it on SoundCloud and you'll find out. Okay, I'm pressing play on the music. Enjoy your rugby league and thanks from all of us here. See ya, boys. See you Bye, you guys. Go the eels. Cheers, boys. Got a bit loose at the end there, but that's all good.